Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to another fire episode of Believe in the Houston Texans. I am one part of your show, Ruben Calavillo. Joined as always by my co-host Harley Dugan. And we have a special guest. The first time we get a Believe um co-worker. Shout out to Mr. Lawrence Owen, Believe in Colts. Colts Law, how's it going? I'm doing well, man. I hope everything's going well on your end. Mm, yeah, you know, we're expecting a good game on Sunday. Or, you know, over here in Houston, we are feeling, you know, feeling pretty confident going into Sunday. Harley, how you feeling? I am uh I, I would say that uh, you know, I'm feeling confident too. I feel like I feel like maybe Colts and Texans are both uh feeling pretty good about themselves in the performances mm. of week one. Yeah, and Mr. Uh, Mr. Lawrence, question. Week one in the books. Shane Steichman, new head coach. Anthony Richardson, new quarterback. How do you feel on their performance against the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, it's a learning curve uh, mm. for both the, the new coach and the quarterback. Obviously, they still got a lot to, to learn, get, get used to each other, understand uh, the strengths of – the head coach has got to get understand the strengths and weaknesses of each player, each position group. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Richardson is still kind of learning the NFL, and you know you guys you guys understand, right? The quarterback's got to learn the NFL, he's got to learn the team, he's got to learn all this stuff, plus the playbook, plus a bunch of other stuff. So it, there's a there's a massive learning curve when you got mm-hmm. a new head coach and a new quarterback the same year, but. Uh, from what I saw from week one, uh, I feel like, you know what, they're they're really striding in a positive direction, and I can't wait for the rest of this season to unfold, especially this Sunday against the Houston Texans. Mm. And are you missing Jonathan Taylor? Because when I look at the stats right here, no other running back had over 20 yards, your leading rusher, was Anthony Richardson. That's one of the reasons why we're feeling good going into Sunday, man. But listen, JT on the field is a monster, man. I think you, y'all you probably would have – maybe the game's a different outcome with Jonathan Taylor there. Well, I doubt we had two fumbles last week if Jonathan Taylor was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you're you're absolutely on the nose. I mean, most Colts fans, even if they were on the fence about, you know, Jonathan Taylor, you know, holding in or whatever it is that's going on after watching the game this past Sunday, just sign him, just sign him, get him Mm. on here, get him out here. We need that. You know, when you have a arguably a top three running back in the league, right? You don't let him go, uh, let let him go out there and perform. So yes, uh, we are missing uh, a playmaker as dynamic Mm. as Jonathan Taylor. For sure. And before we move on to Harley, I got a question for you. What would you grade Anthony Richardson's performance against the Jaguars? Me and Harley, we both gave CJ Stroud a C plus against the Baltimore Ravens. What are you thinking about Anthony Richardson? That's funny you asked that because hmm. literally five minutes before I came on here, I dropped my grades for okay. every position group on Twitter hmm. and I gave the quarterback room a B minus. Mm. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we were thinking C plus, B minus. We we're going against the Ravens. You guys mm-hmm. going against the Jaguar, uh, Jaguars, two very good offenses. But uh we were very um very encouraged by what we saw from you know CJ Stroud. Obviously, you were very encouraged by what you saw from Anthony Richardson. Harley, turn it over to you as we are getting ready for week two against the Indianapolis Colts. Home opener here in H-Town. The first time Houston Texans fans see D'Amico Ryans, C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson Jr. How are you feeling? Hyped, man. I mean, Mm. we're excited. We're going crazy. We've been foaming at the mouth for a competent football team for the last two years. Uh, It's been a train wreck over here in Houston. And, you know, it it finally feels good to have – all the buzz, all the hype, everything you want to say about us, getting D'Amico Ryans, uh, the home run, you know, getting trading up for Will Anderson, pick two, pick three is CJ and Will Anderson. Um, we could you could dissect how much you agree or disagree with it, but it's exciting. And that is something that has not been synonymous with the Houston Texans. So, yeah, we're we're going crazy over here in H-Town, going wild. And uh, you know, maybe, maybe we're we're licking our licking our fingers a little bit, looking at the Colts, man. We we're a little maybe we're a little too excited. Who knows? I mean, this is probably one of the most exciting times, you know, to be a Texans fan. Lawrence, how was the energy, you know, in you know, week one against the Jags? Like, oh. like you know, like from the fan base, right? Because I because I kind of saw us and the Colts in the same boat, you know, new head coach, new quarterback, new system, all that, like. We just need to be happy that we're trying to right the chip. But when you see a performance like Anthony Richardson, a touchdown on the ground, a touchdown through the air, CJ shot without three old linemen, um, no interceptions, right? Going against a very good Baltimore uh, Ravens defense, it's hard not to get encouraged by these rookie performances. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you you watch a game and you know your rookie quarterback doesn't play for the Carolina Panthers then you are you should be excited right Shout out to uh, <laughs> but yeah um sitting here watching everything and obviously you know you guys you, you were on the road in Baltimore harsh environment uh when it comes to the fans and things of that nature and you know your quarterback performed ad- admirably in that situation so uh, I feel like, you know, we had the home game. Mm. Our fans were there. It was really hype, really loud. I expect probably the same thing uh, in Houston, right, with with your home opener. I think it, it's going to be absolutely dramatic and, and, you know, over there. And it, it's it'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun mm. to watch from a Colts fan perspective as well. And Harley, I asked you before I asked Mr. Lawrence the same question. How big is this game? Because to me, it is it's very huge. Two new franchises are trying to turn the next page. I've already said this multiple times. New head coach, new quarterback. But this is a division rival. The Texans and the Colts go back years. Our wars against Peyton Manning. Our wars against Andrew Luck. I freaking hated that guy. Wars. Well, yeah, yeah. Wars, wars right? Wars, you know. <laughs> but oh damn, man. I dude, Mr. Lawrence, quite honestly, I hate the Colts, man. It's just like, uh, what was it on that Owen? We played them on Christmas Day when we were Owen 15. And the the Colts, I mean, you blow it. 
you know every team every team has their kryptonite team that they have you know an issue with it, it is with every league the colts have a problem with the pittsburgh steelers okay mm. all right we haven't beaten them in pittsburgh since the 1950s Jesus. I mean, come on, right? Uh, last time we beat the Steelers, period, was Peyton Manning was quarterback. Jeez. All right, so it's been a while. Uh, so every team has that situation. I'm surprised you named Andrew Luck when T.Y. Hilton was the guy during that phase that right. kind of was used Good to having team. big games, especially in NRG, right? It's because he was it was disrespectful, right? You wear the clown <laughs> oh, mask. Yeah, the clown mask. After J. Joe calls you out and you go off of what <laughs> once 112, 115. Nah, T.Y. Hilton. Okay, I was at the game where Case Keenum's first start. The Texans were like uh, 0-8, coming off uh, the bye week, three Andre Johnson touchdowns. Andrew Luck fed it to T.Y. Hilton. We could not stop him. Um Last year, week 18, number one overall pick in our hands, beat the Indianapolis Colts. I bet you <laughs> it's like some of my harsh moments as a fan have came against the Indianapolis Colts. But I go back to you, Harley. What does this week two matchup mean, given the fact that it is against the Colts and it's a division match? Division match really is what it's, it's the, it's the bottom line here. Uh, you know, we play each other twice a year, but this is a huge one, man. Week two, both teams are, I would say, coming off encouraging performances from their quarterbacks. And so now we're getting into it like, okay, we're confident. They're confident. We both think that maybe we could take a W out of this. And it's like, hey, this is very, very important long-term viewpoint. You know, right now, both 0-1 per se, but I mean, this there's a whole season to go ahead. So Hey, I'm excited for it. There's games on both of our schedules that I assume, you know, we're trying to chalk up a dub here and there. Maybe we can steal a game here. These are games that, you know, you look back at mm -hmm. and you go, man, should have had that game in Indy. Man, should have had that game in Houston. You know, and that that's what's really the importance here. So, yeah, the, the, the importance is always the bottom line issue when it comes to a divisional team. And Mr. Lawrence, what does this game mean for the Colts? Well, I don't care if you're a Houston Texans fan or an Indianapolis Colts fan. No one wants a replay of week one of last year. <sighs> no one wants a walk out with a tie. Right. Let's do it. Uh, that, that, that left a nasty taste in everybody's mouth, did it not? I mean, come on. Uh, so, yes, you, you hit it right on the head. Divisional game. These games count twice, right? Uh, when it comes to standings, somebody's going up a notch, someone's going down a notch in the standings in the division. And that's that, that, that right there makes it incredibly important. Every divisional game is very, very important. Uh, but what's most important, I feel like, is you want to keep your team healthy, mm -hmm. right? Uh, no one wants to see their rookie quarterback get hurt in a game, right? Uh, that, that Not only does that hurt the team overall, but it would hurt the development of that rookie quarterback as well. Um, and honestly, I truly hope that this is a good game on both sides. Mm. I honestly would rather see a 24, 21 game between the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans than one team score 40 and another team score three. Mm -hmm. Okay. I would much rather see that because at least then, you know, whoever's losing could still feel good about their team. Whoever wins is still feeling good about their team. Right. I mean, that's that's the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, I'm 
even though I'm confident, right, I look at this Colts defense. Zaire Franklin had 18 tackles last week. Shaq Leonard tackled for loss eight, you know, eight total tackles. DeForest Bunkner sack, Quiddy Pay a sack. Can you let the Houston Texans fans know about this Indianapolis Colts defense? The Indianapolis Colts defense maybe may have the best front seven in the league. Oh, in the league. Ooh, All right. I want to hear. Yeah, their defensive line is devastating. Uh, I mean, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart are mm. nasty combination. Maybe the best one-two punch in football at at tackles positions. Uh, when you got a guy like Zaire Franklin and Shaquille Leonard at linebacker, that's that's a heck of a combination. Also, both these guys have led the team in tackles. You know, one year and then another year. Uh, so yeah, this the front seven is very. Very good, very mm-hmm. deep. Got a great rotation. Just question marks about the secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, very inexperienced, and I mean, inexperienced doesn't necessarily mean bad. Doesn't mean good. It just means inexperienced. I thought they played very well for you know for two guys out. Both of our outside corners uh, are in their second year. One's undrafted. One is a seventh round pick, right? <laughs> uh, and I thought they played pretty good against a Jacksonville Jaguars offense that let's face it, that Jaguars offense is very loaded right across the board, Mm. especially in the passing game. And they allowed less than 250 yards passing. So I'd say that that's not, that's not too shabby at all. That is the strength of this team. Mm -hmm. The defense by far is the strength of this Indianapolis Colts team. So, yeah, no, and, and it makes me worried because the Houston Texans will still be without three starting offensive linemen, no left guard, no center. Uh, George Fenn right tackle was questionable, but he did the practice today. So it is going to be a tough go against this um, this Indianapolis Colts defense. But Harley, I turn it over to you. Who do you need to see ball out from the Texans if they want to win against the Colts on Sunday? You know, we're talking about the offensive line. Um, I mentioned yesterday, Ruben, you know, I think we were pretty high on possibly getting this W against the Colts, but I mentioned that our offensive line and the injuries across it could very well be the main factor as to why we lose the game, mm. you know, and I know this Colts defensive line has been pretty solid ever since they had the Forrest Buckner trade. It's been just on the uphill every year, it seems like. But, you know, I look at the injury report for the Colts and Maybe, Lawrence, you could shed some light on this. Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith, both didn't participate today. You know, Texans fans are going, huh, you know, we don't wish injury, but uh, DNP sure looks nice on a Wednesday when the game is Sunday. So, you know, maybe you could shed some light for Texans fans on uh, anything extra behind Nelson and Braden Smith there. They'll both play. You got to remember, these are veterans. And Wednesdays are generally rest days for veterans that maybe get a ding or two, mm-hmm. right? They'll play. There, there's no question about it. I don't. They might have a ding here or there. They might have like a thigh bruise or something of that nature, you know. And they're just giving the the veterans a little bit of extra uh, time to to heal up without having to worry about going out there and and getting through contact on on, on a practice. Um, but there's, we've already discussed it. We talked with it, with, uh, um, the head coach, uh, they're fine. It's just mostly a rest day for those guys. 
So yeah, the no no hopefully expectations that our offensive line is just completely you know wiped <laughs> out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand you know that uh, you're you're hoping for even odds on this situation, Amen. but not 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 on this specific time. I mean. We have our own problems with, you know, our running backs, you know, Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor and all that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, to and then to answer your question, Ruben, I, the Texans defensive line was something that was eye popping last week. Uh, man, it was just fun to see a defense finally here in the Texans. It, it was fun to see number 51, Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only him, Jonathan Grenard had himself a game two. Uh, we had contributions from Malik Collins as well as Sheldon Rankins. Uh, so collectively, the defensive line for the Texans seems much improved, especially going up against the Ravens team that's very good against the run. And that is something the Texans – we're head and shoulders last place against the run last year. I mean, head and shoulders above everyone else for last place. Uh, Lawrence, what do you uh, what do you think about fifty one breathing down that quarterback's neck? That's interesting um, because that's going to be a heck of a matchup, right? Uh, does he does he uh, play mostly on weak side or strong side? Is he over the left tackle most of the time? No, he's over the right tackle. He's over the right tackle. Which so be Braden Smith, he'll be right? going up against Braden Smith. That'll be great. interesting because Braden <laughs> Smith is a second team all pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's he's pretty solid. Uh, it really depends. Um, I'm more worried about up the gut than like wide pass rush mm. because Anthony Richardson moves. He can move up into the pocket and take off, right? Uh, he can avoid pass rush from the outside. So, again, how good uh, did you see in this game of uh, bull rushes, uh, inside spins, things of that nature where maybe, you know, uh, Mr. Anderson um, is able to get inside pressure rather than outside pressure? Mm. It's a thing where D'Amico Ryans would actually – he has no problem playing Will Anderson inside – not obviously every single time. That's not where the brunt of the snaps are. But there are some times. I mean, we saw it in training camp, me and Ruben, where he did line up Will Anderson on the inside. He did it very seldomly against the Ravens, but it was fun to watch. And yeah, it, was been, that, it was that INT where put him over the right guard and yeah. almost sacks Lamar and forces an air throw. Steven Nelson picks it off. And, and, and that's what we're talking about is, you know, we contained Lamar Jackson pretty well, surprisingly, shocking to me. Uh, I didn't know that was possible against the Lamar Jackson. Uh, just it's he's one of the most unsackable quarterbacks in the NFL. So, uh, you know, now you're forcing Lamar to become a passer, which he's much improved in. I want to see Anthony Richardson do that. Can he do what Lamar Jackson do and be decisive and have some accurate throws and you know, make plays under pressure. This is a rookie quarterback. Yes, rookie team. Yes, rookie head coach DC. But I'm I'm gonna take D'Amico Ryan's over over Anthony Richardson. There is mm. that fair? I mean, it is fair. Uh, with the fact that you know, I, I would I would think that D'Amico Ryan's could come up with some different 
defensive calls, uh, ways to send blitzes that uh, Richardson ain't used to seeing, uh, disguised coverages, things of that nature that uh, could confuse uh, a young, inexperienced quarterback. But I will say that, I mean, Anthony Richardson was pretty decisive and pretty accurate last week, mm-hmm. right? Um, at halftime, at half he was 80% completion percentage. Finished mm-hmm. the game at 65. That's not bad for, you know, uh, a, a rookie quarterback that only had 13 starts in college, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where everybody was saying, ooh, honestly, I think he's better at pocket passing he wants to be a pocket passer. He stays in the pocket. He likes to throw. He's not that quarterback like a Lamar Jackson where mm. you used to see when he was a rookie, where, you know, where <laughs> if it's not there or if he smells pressure from three blocks away, he's gone. You know, he's not that kind of guy. He's always looking downfield, always looking to pass the football. So uh, this will be a situation where I think you probably could be able to keep Anthony Richardson in the pocket uh, and, and possibly – collapse that but you you're like i said you're going to want to get the pressure from up the gut with with you know some of your tackles maybe right like with like uh sheldon rankins or collins or someone of that nature uh Mm. hopefully be able to get through some of uh the middle of the line Mm. uh to force maybe force ar outside to where then your defensive ends or your outside linebackers might be able to close in on the outside. So uh, that's that's what I'm looking at overall. You know, I think one matchup that I am watching very closely, Michael Pittman Jr. against Derek Stingley. Because if we're going to really have Anthony Richardson beat the Houston Texans defense, Someone's going to have to catch the ball for him. And I see 11 targets, 8 catches, 97 yards, 1 tutty. Fantastic performance in week 1. It's not going to happen in week 2. Derek Stingley, he is locked down last week against OBJ. Two targets. His, His one catch was against Zay Flowers for 20 yards, and that is it. Derek Stingley has been locked down during training camp. And it's like us Houston fans, Lawrence, we are having a a beef with the New York Jets, right? We took Derek Stingley in front of Sauce Garner. Made us look bad last year winning defensive rookie of the year. I mean, got cooked by, you know, by Stephon Diggs on Monday night. But Derek Stingley, Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be a key matchup. How do you feel about those two going at it? I think it'll be a good matchup. I think both of, both of them are going to have wins and losses, mm-hmm. right? There's going to be situations where I think Michael, Michael's a very physical wide receiver, right? He's not someone that you're going to expect him to to burn Stingley down the field or anything of that nature. Uh, he's a guy who is a 50-50 ball catcher. He uses his body, his size, you know, his hand strength to be able to out-muscle uh, catches. He's more of a possession guy than he, than anything else. Actually reminds me a lot of Andre Johnson, mm. right, in, in that aspect. So, um, but honestly, when it comes to the passing game, I think the biggest threat the Colts have in the passing game as a receiving targets are the tight ends. Mm -hmm. I think the Colts are incredibly deep with very talented receiving tight ends. And uh, that's, that's a situation where don't overlook that, right? Don't overlook that. The Anthony Richardson uh, has shown (laughs) through preseason uh, through training camp and in game one that he likes throwing to those tight ends a lot. 
right? Mm -hmm. Yes, Michael Pittman Jr. had a, a decent stat line in week one, but the tight ends got a lot of looks as well. Yeah, and when you look at the Houston Texans secondary, you know, Jalen Petrie not practicing, Jimmy Ward not practicing. Those are guys that you want to go, you know, against the tight ends, against the Colts on Sunday. Harley, I turn it over to you, you know, when I bring up those two being out. How big is that for this Houston Texans defense against the Colts? Just like Lauren said, I mean, we're talking about the tight ends of the Colts. You know, Jalen Petrie, Jimmy Ward, both of them guys are – uh, Jimmy Ward was a former cornerback, so he's very confident in coverage. Jalen Petrie has shown to uh, be used confidently in coverage, not all the time. Um, but the biggest thing with Jalen Petrie is they used they we utilized D'Amico utilized him in blitzing situations, used him so close to the line of scrimmage, and that's where he found his mm -hmm. success at, all the way going back to Baylor. Uh, so you know that's where I'm looking at. If Jalen Petrie's not playing and, you know, Jimmy Ward isn't playing, those two guys, to me, are your captains of this defense, are your, mm -hmm. you know, the heart and soul, really, of this defense. They talk the most noise. They back up that trash talk continuously. And they're a really good ear for C.J. Stroud as well, as we heard from D.J. Bienemy of Texans Reporter earlier today, talking about their continuity on offense and defense um, it's going to be fun, man, because now you're looking at Eric Murray, MJ Stewart, and sure, they played solid for a second half against the Ravens, but now you're looking at a full game. Mm -hmm. And maybe, okay, sure, they play good for, let's say, the first half. Colts Colts can adjust, boom, done. Uh-oh, MJ Stewart and Eric Murray are who we thought they were, and they're not, you know, they're not Jalen Petrie and Jimmy Wards. No disrespect to them, but – I appreciate D'Amico giving them that confidence in actually, you know, Eric Murray has been looking really good actually under D'Amico Ryans, but I got to see more mm. and I'm not fully sold on the safeties, tight ends matchup, linebackers, tight ends matchup. Uh, I mean, we're going to have Henry Tuatuo possibly be our starter and the Sam linebacker. Uh, so that's going to be fun. He had a really good game against the Ravens, um, but overall, I, I still got to see it translate. We only saw one game. Ten targets to three different tight ends. Mr. Lawrence was right. Anthony Richardson loves himself some tight, you know, some tees. But as we end this fire episode of Believing in Houston Texans, thank you for joining us. We're also joined by Mr. Lawrence from Believe in the Colts. Now, before we end, Mr. Lawrence heading into Sunday, how are you feeling? Drop a prediction. If you want to drop a final score, it's okay. We won't get hurt. No. How are you feeling? <clears throat> I'm not going to drop final score yet until I see tomorrow's um, injury report for mm -hmm. both teams. Um, that's that's the real injury report that I like to see is the Thursday. Mm -hmm. right? not, not even the Fridays. The Thursdays is most mm -hmm. important to me. See where guys, concussions, things of that nature, where they're headed. Um, but one of the biggest key matchups, in my opinion, that's going to determine this game is uh, you guys didn't even talk about, and that's going to be uh, Robert Woods against one of our young cornerbacks, mm -hmm. right? That's a that's a that's going to be a huge matchup, in my opinion, and uh, he could prove to be a danger um, mm -hmm. between him and Pierce. Obviously, Pierce, you, you got to respect what that man can do. 
yeah. on the ground, through the air, whatever. Uh, I, I really like him as a running back. Uh, the Colts, they did, they do have a very good run defense, but at the same time, I've seen Pierce make really good run defenses look bad. So, mm. uh, at times, um, this is a situation of really who wants it more, right? That's 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 the thing. Uh, two teams that haven't won a game yet uh, going into the week two divisional matchup. Who's going to want it more? Uh, down there energy. So, um, me personally, I think this is going to be a low scoring game in all honesty, mm. uh, between both these teams. I think the defenses, uh, are both pretty good, uh, overall. Um, I know that you're, you're suffering some injuries, uh, in the secondary, you're suffering some injuries across your offensive line. Uh, the Colts obviously have issues with youth at their secondary and then of course the injuries at their running back position so we both are dealing with injuries and or youth at that at that uh situation i think it's going to be a low scoring game i don't think that either team is going to you know win by more than two touchdowns mm -hmm. i think it's going to be fairly close you right um could even come down to a you know final drive field goal you never know that's how um, they play each other man yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I don't drop my final score, like mm. I said, until tomorrow, though. But uh, I, I just hope that for a really good game and there might be some yards. I just don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring. Mm. That's, that's how I look at it. You know, I think I think Robert will be able to, you know, between the 20s, I think Robert will get a lot of a lot of yardage there. I think Pierce will get a lot of yardage between the 20s. But the Colts defense, very very stingy uh i think uh i think they stopped the jaguars offense on fourth down four different times yeah uh, no, i'm glad you brought up robert woods because in yeah. short yardage on third downs 32 35 34 mm -hmm. they all went to him and he converted them big play mm -hmm. his houston texans debut so if we find ourselves in short yardage situation because the Houston Texans were third and 13, third and 21, third and 16. It's kind of hard to get something going. Yep. But Harley, how you feeling? A couple of days away. I'm feeling good, actually. Mm. Because, uh, you know, we, we're talking about the secondary for the Indianapolis Colts, how young it is, you know, and we didn't even enter number three, Mr. Tank Dell, who C.J. Stroud loves, has a growing – confidence with Tank Dell, wanted him here in Houston, got him here in Houston, and now with uh, Noah Brown going on to IR for four weeks, you know, exit Noah Brown, enter Tank Dell, you are getting more snaps, and that is what's exciting for me as a Texans fan. We finally, none of the fans have really seen Lawrence, mm -hmm. nobody has really seen C.J. Stroud to Tank Dell. We saw it in training camp, and it was electric. And the fans have not seen this yet. So mm -hmm. I am I, I am happy for the home opener to have CJ Stroud tank Dell action. I'm, I'm hoping he gets some targets his way, some catches. Hope he makes a man miss or two. I do, I am excited about this game. And and, and I'm I'm leaning towards my Texans, of course. I'm not ever gonna predict them to lose. I'm always gonna predict my Texans go, unless that Ravens game, because you know that that's just rough. But yeah, I am I am leaning, I am confident for my Houston Texans.
No, I feel good as well. You know, me and Harley, before the season started, we said week two was our week one. Look, this game is big for both franchises, right? If you, if the Colts come in at NRG and beat the Houston Texans, who are led by head coach D'Amico Ryans, that will be so deflating to the city of Houston. The first big loss of this offseason is a start of the year. But if the Houston Texans win and you beat the Indianapolis Colts, the team that screwed you out of the first-round pick last year, all vibes are up in H-Town. Mr. Lawrence, thank you so much. Believe in the Colts. Colts Law, he also put up a video about an hour ago, Colts Anthony Richardson film room with development, about 35 minutes worth of Anthony Richardson tape. Y'all go check that out. Mr. Lawrence, thank you so much for joining us, man. Hey, I appreciate you reaching out and asking, man. Thank you mm -hmm. all. No, 100%. We want to try to get every, you know, team that we play against. But, you know, you're the veteran, man. Thank you so much for coming on here. Yeah, Hopefully, you know, we could do some more as the season and as the years goes on. Shout out to Believe for giving us an opportunity to talk about our favorite sports team, man. And go Houston Texans. Y'all have a very blessed day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.